Trish, you look taller. Marty, hey mate. <laughs> yeah, I have grown a bit. <laughs> and you're a Mac too, by the name of the meeting, I'm guessing. Well, not exactly, no. So I've just had to hand back my work laptop. Stop. Um, That's not his question. No, no, no. I mean, your name, Mac, your surname. Oh, Mac. Like, okay. Like spelt the Scottish way, not the Irish way. Uh, MCC. So it's not MAC. It's MCC. Oh, so that's wrong. Yeah. I so it's the Irish way. Yeah. 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 I wrote it's not your fault. It's Sam's fault because he wrote it. So <laughs> yeah. it's your fault for misinterpreting uh, what I wrote. Her nickname's Macca. <laughs> Without an A. <laughs> Her other nickname is Patricia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you, do you really want to start that? Do you really? <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Sons of Thunder, the podcast that's largely just about us. But you're welcome to join us as well. Hello, Marty. How are you? Good, thanks, Sam. Great to see you again. Lovely haircut you've got there. Yes, it was getting a bit unruly, so I, let the, I cut the top bit. I shored, I sheared. I sheared the top bit off and I'm letting the bottom bit grow out, must have. My wife's disgust. Marty sent me a photo the other day of his hair unclipped and he, he looked like Wolverine, effectively, and he looked glum. He looked really sad. And then he sent me a photograph of his shaved head smiling. And I did point out to him that it's a typical before and after where the real difference is that they're unhappy in the first photo. The second photo, they're really happy and smiling. So he sent me straight away a photo of him with a shaved head frowning. And I felt like I could give a genuine comparison between the two and decide that the shaved head was better. Well done. Looks good. It frowns all around and it still looked better. <laughs> it still looked better. Now, joining us today, Marty and I are doing our second interview for the second time. That'll be our fourth interview. And we have, <laughs> we have decided to call up the wonderful Trish McCarthy, who is sitting at home with the Venetian blinds behind her. Trish, good morning. How are you? <laughs> morning, boys. Had any haircuts lately? No, but I've got one scheduled. 6th, 6th of August. <laughs> do, you want, do you want before and afters? Yeah. Yes, please. As long as you can keep the facial expression the yeah. same. Right. He's very up. particular about that. <laughs> <laughs> Trish, where are you at the moment? I am in beautiful Wollongong. The winter sun is shining. It is a stunning day outside, and I'm stuck in here talking to you blokes. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Where else would you rather be? <laughs> On the this beach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, Trish, uh, just for our listeners, for those, there's quite a few who I imagine listening who actually know who you are, and they're just looking forward to catching up with you. There'll be a few, though, who have no idea who you are. As we're saying in our last interview with Mario Borg, there is someone listening to our podcast from the Ukraine. Now. Huh. Possibly, they don't know you. So, Trish, would you like to give a little bit of introduction as to who you are? Mm, good question. I'm from good Helensburg, night. up in the, uh, the the northern end of the Wollongong, Illawarra region, surrounded by national park and escarpments and all sorts of good stuff. I don't know if you're going to do a bit of introduction, Sam, but... Oh, did, did, you, did, you, think we gonna, did, you, did you think we were going to do a, 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 an interview? Trish. We thought, we thought we'd get an expert to do the introduction on you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Trish McCarthy. 
<laughs> what a start. We're doing well, are we? Okay, so it's my job. To, my job do you want me to, do you want me to do that? Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Trish McCarthy is from Helensburg in the upper regions of the Wollongong. Uh, what, what do you call that region? Surrounded by an escarpment. And stuff. <laughs> surrounded by an escarpment. Trish loves surfing. Trish yes. is an avid surfer. Aren't you, Trish? True, true, true. I do love my surfing. Uh, Trish and I actually met way back in 2002. I think you should mention that. I remember that phone call and you said, I'm six foot four. And I looked over five, the corner of my bedroom. Five, five. <laughs> oh, you've grown since then. That was, no. <laughs> that was 20 years ago. <laughs> but I looked over the corner of my bedroom and there was a surfboard of the same height. So I went and stood next to my surfboard and I was like, Wow. <laughs> You're tall. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that phone call too because I was living in Hobart at the time. I was just wrapping up my engineering degree with Marty and had decided to do a year of youth mission team. And I had been accepted onto the Sydney youth mission team and I was informed that a few other people had already been accepted onto that team, one of them being Trish McCarthy. And I happened to be able to find Trish's number and thought, well, I'll give her a call. We're about to do a year of mission together and just say hello. And I was standing in my little apartment in Hobart on uh, Davy Street. Marty, you remember coming around there for breakfast a few times? Yeah. And was chatting to chatting away to, to Trish. And I remember her saying that she was standing next to a surfboard roughly my height. Um, <laughs> and at that point, I realised Trish wasn't tall. <laughs> Five foot nothing, to be precise. So, there you go, Marty. Oh, that was my guess the other day. Five foot flat. <laughs> yeah, which I thought was amazing because... That's even shorter than mum. <laughs> so you two were on your mission team together a mm. long time ago. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. A few times when Sam's mentioned Trish and I've and I, I keep going back to oh, did she do part of the walk with you around the world? He goes, No. And then, you know, the next time it comes up, we seem to have the same conversation and I don't seem to get it. He doesn't listen. <laughs> All right, so let me give a bit of an overview as to how I know Trish. Trish and I did a year of youth mission team in Sydney. I then went to Adelaide to manage the Adelaide youth mission team. And was it 2003 or 2004 that you came to Adelaide? 2003, first year. 2003, so it was two years in a row that we're on youth mission team together. We then, though, have maintained a, a good friendship over the years. And then, Trish, you have been helping Father Dave and myself to build the chapel on the side of the mountain here in Tasmania, the Stone Chapel. Mm. Everyone gets to build the chapel except me, hey? No, no. Let me rephrase that. Everyone helps except you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. That's that's a bit of a highlight, isn't it? It's been that's great. Cool. I have, so, I have so finished the roof, but I've sent you photographs of that. Yeah. So, Trish, you're a, uh, you're a chapel builder I'm uh, picking up. That's right. Yeah, that's my main... Um... Gifting. <laughs> 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 it's your main source Among of upper body workout. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I come away so sore from those days. It's good. Yeah. No, you Sleep usually well in put the evenings. A couple of days on, a couple of months off. <laughs> uh, for the listeners, the, the chapel we're building is made out of stone. And some of these stones are big. <laughs> as in require two people to lift them into place. But the problem is that we have to actually source the stones, the stones to start with. It's a bit of a tongue twister. Source the stones to start with, to start with, and then actually carry them down the mountain to to the chapel. So you're mountain hiking with stones. So I'm actually really surprised, Trish, that no one has a serious injury yet after two years of building. That's impressive, especially working with you, Sam, given your history. 
obviously. Yes, yeah, absolutely. That's remarkable. And particularly because I have been previously been crushed by rocks. Just <laughs> not on this bill. I'm just reflecting on this introduction. I think this is a new low. This is the worst <laughs> introduction ever. Oh, 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 it's, oh, it's, not, it's, it's not you, Trish. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for your contribution, Marty. Who invited him? Trish, though, after... Are you right? Can I continue, Marty? Yes, please. Please. <laughs> please. <laughs> Trish, after, after completing her years on youth mission team, uh, headed off to work with the Diocese of Wollongong, but in the meantime has been studying to become a... Spiritual director. Let me, let me give that <laughs> sentence again. In the meantime, Trish has been studying to become a spiritual director and as of today or yesterday is officially a full-time spiritual director. <laughs> yeah, Trish, you could say that. <laughs> welcome to the world of being slightly unemployed. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great feeling. So is being a spiritual director like being a management consultant? Because I met this guy years ago who told me he was a management consultant Yeah, and I was young and cocky and said, so what do you do as a management consultant? And he said, oh, you mainly look for clients. (laughs) 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 Then yes. Can you run through for us, Trish, what being a spiritual director actually is? Ooh, yeah. Good question. And it's probably good to start with uh, what it's not. Mm. It's not accounting. It's not accounting and it's, it's not... It's not management consultants. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> it's not counselling. So one of the things that people often uh, often think about is, is yeah, they, they liken it to counselling or spiritual counselling. Um, and it's not that because yeah, counselling is much more about this is me, this is my behaviours, this is, this is my life as it is and how do I manage that with uh, various tools to help me respond to life and life challenges and all that kind of thing. Positive positive behavior change and it's not confession either it's not uh, it's not like going to a priest for confession which you know has that whole sacramental aspect to it it's much more about working through chatting through your experiences of prayer and and relationship with god and religious experiences and how that impacts your life and digging around and exploring that and mm. being challenged to really open what, that up and, and what what is your end goal mm. The end goal, I reckon, I think everyone would have a different different opinion on this. But for me, it's about empowering people to uh, become a person of depth. I reckon we've got a lot of intelligent people in the world. We've got a lot of beautiful people in the world. We know we need all those things. Uh, but I think one of the things our world lacks is people of depth and of, of deep character, strong character, of virtue, of truthfulness, of, you know, all those things that have an eternal quality, really. So it's about... Helping people deepen who they are and and their identity and understanding who that is in in the context and relationship with God. Now, I I imagine there's within that there's a lot that looks at the decisions we make, the choices Mm. that we make. How did you actually make the choice in the first place to pursue a career in spiritual direction? Yeah. What triggered it? Lots of things and lots of listening to my life. So one of, the, one of the best things we can start to do is, is to listen to the whole of our life, to what people, other people speak into it, to the experiences that we enjoy, to the things we like. Oh, I've, just, I've just remembered you, a couple of years ago, you started doing it. Was it a, was it a podcast that you were doing or were they, they were little snippets? Oh, they were ra- radio segments, yeah. Radio segments. Radio what segments. was that? 
that was uh, that was milk and honey. I called it milk and honey, and it's on the uh, the Journey Catholic Radio program that's done by the Diocese of Wollongong. Uh, I'm on that yeah. too. <laughs> oh, you are too. Mine's I'm called walking the walk. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> now enough enough of advertising other people's yeah, yeah. shows. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> what was milk and honey about? Yeah, milk and honey is about um, integrating our lives. So our spiritual, our emotional, our physical, our intellectual, all that, integrating it. And again, that whole concept of becoming people of depth so that we're not just physical people trying to pursue physical goals and fill our basic needs and desires, that there's actually a spiritual aspect and there's, there's a whole way of thinking and way of being that influences that. What sort of tools do they give you when, you, when you're studying? How do, they, do you just do a lot of theory? Or do you do practicals? Who do you study? <laughs> Who do you study? Yeah, is it is it a lot of Saint Ignatius? Well, it's interesting a lot you of Saint that because it's actually Saint Ignatius's feast day today, and the uh, the, oh, the course which us. I did, oh. yeah, the course which I did was based in Ignatian spirituality and and Saint Ignatius's spiritual exercises. So that's who I've been studying for the last four years. Right. Um, and, and so, are you effectively implementing the Ignatian spiritual exercises? Yeah, that's right. With people. Right. Yes. Yep. 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 Yeah, and for those that don't know about those, they're, uh, they're, they're like prayer exercises that you do. You work through a series of prayer exercises, and you can either do it in 30 days of silent retreat if you're a little bit crazy like me, uh, <laughs> or you can do it over 36 weeks in daily life. So there's a couple of different options to suit Trish, you. this is perfect for you because you've effectively become a personal trainer <laughs> at a spiritual level. Yeah. <laughs> what I failed in my miserable introduction was that failed to say was that Trish is an avid sports person so I did mention that she surfs but Trish you were also a national representative in touch footy yeah yep and oh, really? very good yes you had a lot of injuries oh, yourself you were poking yeah. fun at me about <laughs> I injuries did. I did I did they weren't they weren't crush injuries they were uh snap, <laughs> snap injuries <laughs> snap injuries <laughs> that's a new snap category tendons and uh tendons and ligaments and muscles you have a genuinely big sporting background and you've also got that, obviously, that faith background too. And I'm just realising this is a really nice combination, mm. doing the, the boot camp spiritually. Yeah. And it actually works out. like It's one of those things, again, well, coming back to that point about um, how did I decide to do this and listening to your whole life. I started studying exercise science. So I've got an ex- Bachelor of Exercise Science degree and personal trainer and PE teacher and all that kind of thing. And it's interesting that I've taken that and, and again, deepened that into the into the spiritual aspect and, and now teaching spiritual exercises. Mm. Nothing's ever wasted. Everything's used. It's, it's often the, the point, though, that we talk about the benefits of sport in society, and we often mm. talk about the benefit of the sport is what it can give you at a deeper level when you face some of the bigger challenges in life. Only you could probably put a case forward that in our society, we don't actually always take that step Yeah. to the yeah. deeper level. Yeah, but that's because talk- most, most sporting analogies are ridiculous, apart from rugby ones, because... <laughs> Because rugby's really like life and all the other sports aren't. <laughs> Marty, did you ever get any spiritual You hear that? Direction? You stand your ground no matter what. <laughs> Marty, did you ever get any spiritual direction? Um, I was actually, yeah, no, I don't. Uh, no, I don't. I'm not <laughs> I was trying to think about that. Was, look, not really. More lower level. What, you mean talking to me on Sundays? Yep, talking to you on yep. Sundays. Um, no, there's been, over the various times, there's been some people who have pastorally sort of looked after me in different, you know, different times, but no. It's pretty no, handy not. when both of your parents are devout, committed Catholics with your dad being a married deacon. Yeah, he's good too. <laughs> no, but not really. It's probably something I'm lacking, to be honest. 
So Trish, why why should we seek spiritual direction? To be deeper. What are you missing? I have actually sought out spiritual directors over the years. Yeah. I've always done it at a bit of a, a cross in the road point in life. Mm. I imagine that I could I can almost hear you saying already though that you know it's probably best to seek spiritual direction before you get to the point where you don't know what direction to take. Yeah, yeah. So there's a number of reasons that people might engage a spiritual director. Uh, that would be one when they're making a decision or coming to a crossroads in their life. And as you say, it's always best to do that regularly before you make the decision than right at that moment. Another aspect of it, I think, and, and this is something that you and I have been quite passionate about in the past, I know, and had conversations about really good leadership. And I reckon if we're in leadership roles or seeking to be uh, a better leader, then we have to have numerous areas of accountability. So for me, as a leader and particularly within the diocese or whatever, I would engage a professional supervisor and they look after and talk about my mm. professional experience and help me make sense of all of that. I have mentors who are a little bit like your spiritual conversations that you guys might have on a Sunday, just bantering and, you know, yeah, I was say, it's, life and it's, sort of it's sometimes spiritual. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes then, we record and then, it and do it on another day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Accountability in the spiritual life as well. I think that's important as a leader. Do we have the same? Um, oh, God, what's his? Sorry, I'm going to edit this out. I can't remember what his title's called. What's Marcel's <laughs> yeah, title? Yeah, right. <laughs> Copa. Are you asking, do we have the same? No, no, what's his, what's his title? What's his job? Yeah, he's a supervisor. Professional yeah, yeah. Su- yeah. Hang on a second. <clears throat> professional supervision. Trish, do we have the same professional supervisor? No. No, we don't? No. No. Okay. Glad I asked that. Glad <laughs> we got that sorted. What's a, what's a professional supervisor? Uh, so it's someone who you would chat through key professional experiences. So whether it be the structure of your workplace, if you're having issues with, you know, how things are structured or how things are done, how systems are, systems are used, whether there's any conflict in the workplace, whether you're trying to grow as, a, as someone in a pr- professional space. Professional supervisors help you work all that stuff out. So is that a management consultant? <laughs> <laughs> you could be onto something there, mate. Connecting dots. Professional supervision makes a lot of sense in my case. I work for myself. I'm a sole trader. And it would be very easy to make a lot of decisions that are harmful to both me personally and to the business side of it. So every month, I, in fact, I have a message on my phone right now from my supervisor trying to tee up a meeting. And we'll talk for an hour each month and he will dissect all of my decisions that are work-related, but how they affect Mm. me. And he puts forward a lot of options and helps me to make solid decisions regarding both the longevity of what I'm doing and what the the benefits or the detractions are for the the students and the, the staff members I'm working with. He acts as a an educated sounding board. As opposed to the other sounding boards. Mm. Well, he actually knows what he's talking about. And I think that's the big thing is that there's lots of people that we can all turn to for some sort of spiritual direction mm. in the lower case, but to actually have someone who has trained yep. in that is qualified. It's probably rare for most of us to engage at that level. Yeah. Trish, was there a part of spiritual direction that you absolutely loved? I imagine there were different facets to spiritual direction. Was there an element of it where you just thought, this is the bee's knees? Mm. Oh, I think just in general hearing people's stories, sitting down and taking, creating space to hear people's stories. So life-giving, so enriching, so nourishing for both parties, I think. Mm. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty sacred moment to sit there and receive someone's story and their experiences and 
what God's been doing and how that's changed him. And can I uh, can I go back a step, Trish? Mm. How did Jesus find you? As I was, <laughs> just <laughs> as I was, and drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's. I, I really like the way you've uh, worded that question, buddy. How did Jesus find me? <laughs> <laughs> well, funnily enough, I was aware of who Jesus was uh, simply by growing up in a particular family that I did. Mm. Uh, that was my first awareness of just how deep and how rich and how good God's love was and that there was a God. But then when I was, uh, when I was about... 17, 18, I went along to a summer school uh, yep. in Bathurst. Um, it's a nice classic, time here. Classic <laughs> summer school, Bathurst. We, I like that one. <laughs> we interviewed Mario Borg last week and yeah. his was summer school in Perth. Ah. So nice no, he went, to, he went to a pastoral training something. It something, was. Whatever. Oh, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Just yeah. Yeah, I've been lucky enough to be around the country, actually, to move around the country and experience all the different summer schools. When was that? Was that the year before you did youth mission team? No, that was a couple of years before. It was about 98, 99, I think. Right. I was, I was yeah. there then. Were you? Yeah. In Bathurst. I was there in 97 and 98 and maybe ah. 99. There you go. So Good we knew luck. each other before we knew You, you obviously had yeah, an impact clearly. on each other. Great. Yeah. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> yeah, so I was at the summer school that uh, things really changed for me. Jesus showed up in a big way and, and just realized, whoa, this is real. This is real. Mm. All that stuff that I've been taught and, and heard about as a kid growing up. All this stuff that other people talk about. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very real. And I've had a few of those moments since, actually. One of those things that uh, God likes to keep revealing himself in different Trish, ways, new ways. I'm but a lot of that's been through conversation with people and, and spiritual direction. Yes, Sam. I've just remembered. <laughs> sorry, I've just remembered summer school 2003. We went to two because we were on youth mission. Te- sorry, 2002. Yeah. You and I were on youth mission team in Sydney. And I just remembered we actually went to two summer schools back to back. We went to back Morpeth. To back, yeah. <laughs> and then we went to Bathurst. This is greedy, isn't it? <laughs> it was. I was just exhausted. Because yeah, we weren't relaxing. We were actually there. Ministry. Oh, we were working, but, yeah, working yeah. real hard. But I remember, I've just remembered, Trish, you gave a talk on the reconciliation night. Yeah, yeah. At Morpeth Summer School. <laughs> Do you mind? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the story to a certain point as I remember <laughs> it. Can you can you finish this story, please? Is this I'm the one excited. about the, Is this the one Trish, about that? <laughs> okay, go. Trish, go. Trish went to recon, Trish, there was a recon, there was I think there was uh, reconciliation or um something similar. But yeah. so, sacrament of There's something similar to reconciliation. <laughs> There's nothing like reconciliation. No, you know, you can, okay. What I Baptism? Meant by that, no, like third right confession. Oh. Like that. So Trish went to reconciliation and then afterwards everyone was encouraged to go and take a stone of some sort and that stone was to represent the weight that has been lifted off them and then they were to get rid of the stone in some way and Trish walked outside with this stone she'd been freed of all her all the burden that was on her and and Trish you turfed that stone and what happened (laughs) yeah it wasn't the ordinary way that people were um letting go of their stones they they went up and placed it like at the foot of a nice little cross or something like that in the in the room that we're in but I decided to be a little bit more adventurous and went outside and, and hoiked it as hard as I could. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> no, it landed, it landed, it hit this big tree. But more than that, it, uh, it hit 
a bat. And all I've heard is this <laughs> <laughs> and this bat flying out of the drink. <laughs> and that was one of those moments I was like, lucky, lucky God loves me because that bat doesn't. <laughs> uh, at least you didn't cast it at 3,000 pigs, hey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Trish, you've made the huge step. You have actually resigned from your work with the Diocese of Wollongong in order to step out full-time into mm. spiritual direction. What's the dream? Because mm. I know there is one. Yeah, there is a dream. And it's, it's funny you should mention that because around this time, a number of years ago, I went skydiving uh, out at Picton. And I remember going up in the plane and the, and the back of the, the back of the plane kind of opens um, and, and everyone has their different, uh, you know, responses. <laughs> kind of, people... kind of opens. You've got to squeeze through. A bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. So the plane actually like poops you out. <laughs> <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Sorry, back to your story. Yeah. <laughs> about me marty <laughs> yeah so and, and everyone has their different responses you know and some people are sitting in the corner you know back and forth in in the fetus position some are really jovial and ready to go and i remember it was my turn to jump out and i was just sitting there at the side with this guy strapped to my back who had the parachute <laughs> <laughs> and i was just dangling like a rag doll pretty much uh, <laughs> but i remember just thinking this just feels like the right thing to do like it feels right to jump out of this plane uh, and, and we jumped and it was an incredible experience. And funnily enough, spiritually, I'm probably at the same point in my life. Uh, I've literally just jumped out of the plane and, and I'm looking at this going, this just feels like the right thing to do. Like to take this leap and to jump out of this plane and, and hope that the parachute opens, which I know that it will. So part of this decision is about very much about pursuing God and, and going deeper in my relationship with God. Uh, maturing mm. in my relationship with God and trusting in Him and, and knowing And hopefully he... taking others with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People strapped to your back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was, um, that's part of the decision. Remind me what the question was again. What's the dream? So the dream is to, well, there's lots of dreams. I'm, I'm kind of just letting myself be creative at the moment and seeing which one, uh, which one flies, which one lands. Um, so I'd love to do some mobile spiritual direction and go around to rural Australia and go and visit some of the uh, some of the country towns and just yeah just be there to um to listen and to you're about to say something go yeah I was going to say Trish that when you were down helping with the chapel you you did show some photographs of how you were going to do this mobile spiritual direction and I absolutely love this I think it's properly exciting <laughs> what's the, what's the means by which you want to do this mobile <laughs> spiritual direction. <laughs> well, I bought a, uh, a VW transporter van and decked it out with, uh, you know, yeah, floors and solar battery and all sorts of stuff. Oh, wow. Nice little, nice little portable portable shower and off we go, mattress in the back, surfboard on the roof. <laughs> well, that's going to help you in Outback Australia, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Didn't think that they have through. speedboats in dams. <laughs> I know these things. Uh, <laughs> Wakeboarding. And that, uh, that doubles as your office space. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So people literally step into the van. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's That's very fine crazy. when you're five foot tall, Trish. But what if you're six <laughs> foot five? Mind it's your an head. Outdoor, outdoor option. <laughs> <laughs> the annex. An annex. <laughs> I think they call it a narthex in, in Catholic language, don't they? Narthex. <laughs> narthex. Yes. If, <laughs> if, if it was a church. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's such a weird a word. A V-dub It's such a weird word. <laughs> Sounds like it belongs in Doctor Who. <laughs> the other dream, the other dream is to um, to offer wilderness retreats. So taking people uh, through, you know, various national parks on overnight hikes or day hikes or whatever it is. So you'll be doing that at my place once we finish the chapel in the, in the, on the mountain. Yeah, that's right. We're going to be walking up and down the mountain. Awesome mountain to get stuck on at night time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Marty, you know all about that, don't you? Ah, uh, don't bring facts into this, Marty. <laughs> Do you all this know about that experience? Yeah, it, I mean, interesting, because we were up there when Sam was recording and we there was an archbishop with us and various other people and, like, Sam and the other guy, the cameraman who knew the area, ran yeah. back down the mountain to get the cars to meet us around at the other exit because the rest of us couldn't or some of the others didn't think they could get back down so we're going to go sort of around the long way and um and i was the only other you know ex-tasmanian there so you're automatically in this kind of um leadership role because people people look to you and go well you're you're born in this state so which road should we take you go i've <laughs> never been here um i have no idea either but i kept all that to myself we just trudged on for another four hours <laughs> in the dark <laughs> oh that's I've a actually, classic story that one marty i've just seen the the first edit of that particular episode and there is a point halfway through the day where the archbishop says as long as we're not walking this mountain at night time and I laugh and go, oh, no. And it straight, away, it straight away cuts to 10 o'clock that night. And they're walking. I think we got by, to the cars at 11. Yeah. Anyway. Thankfully by then, thankfully by then, all the filming was done. And, like, the grumpiness of everyone left didn't, didn't have to come out onto the... Yeah. <laughs> Always an adventure with Sam. My my adventures often often end up in the uh, running out of petrol. You, you <laughs> Sam, Sam either has an injury or gets lost. I run out of petrol. Running out of yeah. petrol seems to be a reasonably easy thing to um, control no. against. No, it's not. <laughs> when her car didn't have a working fuel gauge, so she guessed. <laughs> one of those was oh. one of the hay planes. Oh yeah, five million stars. So for those who don't know where the Hay Plains are, think of the flattest place in Australia and there's a lot of kangaroos that and are tall straight roads. Straight roads. Straight they just roads. go for like 10 kilometres. Then you get to turn a little bit and then go another 10 <laughs> kilometres along the next straight line. With emus <laughs> running along alongside you. Yeah. And stuff all civilization. <laughs> and Trish runs out of fuel. <laughs> 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 So I was in a, another, was I, I don't know if I was in the van or on the motorbike, but either way, I think uh, I was in the van. You were in the van, yep. yep. On that occasion. Yep. But you also ran out of fuel somewhere near Murray Bridge once. Yeah, I did. I ran out of fuel checking the surf one morning too, and I was still in my pyjamas, so I had to rock up to this uh, house <laughs> <laughs> and call, call mum to come and get me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you have a car that has a working fuel gauge now though, don't you? <laughs> well, I'm yet to test that out. <laughs> we'll see. Because I would have continue. thought, I would have thought that um, running out of fuel, you know, in the middle of Australia is a bit like cutting a finger off. It's a mistake that smart people would only make once. <laughs> Three times. <laughs> I feel like you're hinting at something there, Marty. <laughs> I don't know. 
Veiled insult, that's all. <laughs> Not very veiled. Hey, hey Trish. Sam. What I want to, I want to, sorry, I'm not, I'm not going to even try and segue this. I'm just going to go back to St. Ignatius. <laughs> yeah, if yeah, sure. In Ignatian spirituality, how do you go deeper? What's the premise behind it to go mm. in deeper with God? Well, his particular spiritual exercises that he does or offers, as I said, are a series of prayer reflections based on the scriptures, based on the gospels, and getting to know Jesus in a deeper way throughout that process. So that's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is then he wasn't the first and he won't be the last to accompany people, you know, in, in spiritual direction, so to speak. But he was one of the first to put really concise language around spiritual experiences. So he talks about the discernment of spirits or the movements within our heart. And as we go through these prayer experiences, these prayer exercises, uh, listening to what's going on in our heart and, and are they good good intentions, good inspirations, good motivations, are they leading us towards God or are they leading us away from God? Solid. <laughs> but further to that, I guess, one of the phrases that they use to describe it is a school of prayer. Uh, so learning to pray in, in various and different ways, learning to listen to God's voice and understanding God's voice and, and what that sounds like in your life, mm. as well as being, I guess, maturing in the way that we respond to the little invitations of God. So, for example, I, I like to use listening to each person of the Trinity and going, well, how is the Father providing for me? You know, that, that sense of providence in terms of opportunities and people and uh, that kind of thing. Uh, how is the Son speaking to me through the words of Scripture? Because uh, Jesus speaks to us really powerfully through Scripture. And then how does the Spirit inspire me or breathe life into my desires and my hopes and my dreams? So, yeah, for me, part of that whole mm, spiritual direction space in the context of the spiritual exercises, is looking at those three things as well. I guess the danger always, Trish, is that we become an administer of a method and not necessarily a partaker in it. Mm. So what do you, what, what is your everyday look? Mm. Just before imagine. you answer that, your, your hmm is very much like Father Dave's. Is it? Yeah. If you I could just so add. Anyway. We've hung out a lot building a chapel. If you could just add, it's complicated. <laughs> I'll wait for It'd you two to get into an argument, a theological debate before I do that. <laughs> I was just waiting for the right time. But you're right, it is complicated. Mm, complicated. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Father Dave. <laughs> yeah, hi, Father Dave. I hope you're listening. Can't remember the question. What do I do every day? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what have you implemented into your life? First of all, and this comes from our, our experience of youth mission team, actually, making sure that I have a daily prayer time set aside, and that's a non-negotiable. So it, even though it might move throughout the day, essentially it's, it's an hour of sitting with the scriptures and letting that kind of wash over me and listening to what God says in that. The second thing is uh, cultivating an attitude or a disposition of awareness of being attentive to how I'm feeling throughout the day, what's, um, what's triggering me, what's, what's exciting me, what's you know, what emotions am I feeling throughout the day and going, how do they fit in my life? The third thing is journaling. I'm a massive journaler. So uh, I write down my experiences or write down, and this is what I was talking about, being attentive to the whole of your life. Uh, sometimes I'll sit down in the morning or in the afternoon and uh, write down what conversations stayed with me or what have I read today that has stayed with me or what song did I hear uh, that really moved me? And, and I kind of write that down. And then I look back over that uh, and see where God's been moving 
in that. I actually, I actually, I've got all my journals from again when we when we started when I first met you, Sam. I piled them up the other day. Hundred centimeters tall, two thirds of my height. Wow! <laughs> wow! In journals, yeah. Hundred centimeters. Hundred centimeters. Yeah. That's a meter. That's a meter. Yeah. <laughs> See, what? centimeters are used by people who sew things. Everyone else uses meters and millimeters. <laughs> I like to be precise. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean you're not finished living yet so you could well, <laughs> she's you could, she's not you dead could well, correct you could well pile by the end of your life your journals up to be taller than you <laughs> yeah. that's the dream that's the dream that's the aim it's a bit harder for you sam <laughs> yeah, particularly pages. because i'm only particularly because I'm only, I'm only two books in i got a long way to go <laughs> and actually my first one marty bought for me Did I? Is that right? marty marty bought my first journal for me do you still have I that got, i do marty asked me to go with him to a i think it was a news agency because he wanted to buy a journal and he said oh help me i don't know which one to get which should i get this should i get that blah 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 and eventually I said, oh, I think this one's really nice. He said, oh, cool. He bought it and then turned to me and said, good, it's yours. He said, journal. <laughs> Do you remember doing that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, gee, how awesome was I? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly a defining uh, moment for you both. <laughs> it's complicated. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful thing about the journaling side of it, Trish, though, is that, as you said, you get to actually read back through it and you can learn a lot from your own journaling and then obviously i think most of us have learned a lot from other people's journalings yeah for me in particular reading the journal of saint Teresa of lisieux reading some of her writings and i'm sure there's other saints along the way we've we've read snippets where we know what they've written because of the journaling that takes place there so Mm. and that's a really important principle in um discernment and and in making our decisions is that we can we can have somewhat idea of the uncertain by what we know of the past. So we look back and go, mm. you know, God is faithful. God is trustworthy. God is whatever. So he can, he will be that even though I don't know where I'm going or where, what I'm doing. Mm. Yeah. So it's, it's really important that the journals that other people have written and the journals that we keep, because um, it helps us or reminds us of who God is. Calibration. Yeah. For the technically minded, we need to <laughs> calibrate. <laughs> Trish, who are the other spiritual directing <laughs> saints? St. Francis de Sales. Was a spiritual director. He was, yeah. Very yep. famous. <clears throat> yeah. Were, were there any others in particular that you you came across in your studies? Uh, not that I not that I focused on, which is not to say that you know they're, they're not useful or anything like that. Mine was a very particular focus for a specific purpose. Uh, who was it? I think was it Teresa of Avila that um, she spiritually directed. No, Saint John of the Cross. They they worked in partnership. One directed mm-hmm. the other. We have spoken about this previously, but it's so amazing how often saints knew each other. Yeah. And if anything, pruned each other <laughs> into the depths. Can I put any more analogies? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, uh, again, coming back to the whole spiritual direction thing, just that accompaniment of each other, like walking with people. Strapping them to your back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Just make sure you get the height ratio right. <laughs> uh, otherwise, otherwise, it could get really complicated. No, I'm just thinking uh, Yoda and Luke in the swamp. <laughs> if you've seen it, Yoda's on his back. Directing. I might lose 
a bit of respect here, but I've never watched a full episode of Star Wars. I suspected that from your reaction. <laughs> I could see it on your face. I thought I won't push. Want us to um, like go through in detail what that scene was like? <laughs> How long have we got? It's probably unnecessary. One of our previous interviews. <laughs> one of our previous interviews was with Heather Sweeney. I can give you her contact details, and she can give you the full background canon to Star Wars. If you oh, like. okay, yeah. good, good, good. Otherwise, you could just go for a surf. Because <laughs> I can see the sun peeking through the blinds there behind you, in beautiful yeah. angle. Oh, you've got a halo now. <laughs> it's gone. Blinds are shut. It's gone. <laughs> well, Trish, I want to extend a very big thank you to for taking the time out to join us this morning, and to discuss this genuinely. Ex- I'm excited for you. I'm mm. excited that you're excited for this new adventure yeah uh, it is incredibly it, exciting it was a it was a lot of fun to be on youth mission team with you <laughs> mainly because when most people got angry at me for my bad decisions when i was a manager you just laughed at me uh, <laughs> that always helped <laughs> i do remember running onto stage one day doing a drama and i was supposed to pick you up and run off stage i slipped i forgot about that and uh, fell flat on my back and managed to somehow land at your feet and then decided in, <laughs> in my panicked moment that well, I, was, I was supposed to pick you up and I, I threw you over my shoulder and then realised I should have stood up first. <laughs> that was one time. The other time you split your pants. <laughs> <laughs> I've, actually, I've actually done that multiple times. That's right up there with you running out of fuel. Wow. I think I've split four or five pairs of pants and about 10 shirts. <laughs> the incredible Hulk. No, I think my shoulders are just wider than the rest of me and I move and bang. What a good problem to have. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just so muscular that these shirts can't stay on. It's a curse. So, Trish, which, which was the occasion you're thinking of? Because I split my, I remember splitting my pants at team training in Wollongong. I remember splitting my pants on stage. <laughs> oh, they all run into one, Sam. One big tear. Anyway, as I was saying, Tricia, it was an absolute honour to to serve on youth mission team with you. Um, you were an absolute, you were an absolute gun in ministry in your ability to reach people where people heard you as in they weren't distracted by feeling like you were putting on some sort of facade in any way, shape or form. Um, if anything, people fell in love with who you had become. And they, there was, I remember people just wanting to ask lots of questions and, and even years later, people asking questions about you. And they, it's not that they could always remember your name, but thankfully <laughs> you're easy to describe. <laughs> the, the short one with curly hair. <laughs> Looks like a lion cub. The lion's mane. It does. <laughs> and I, Trish, um, it, really exciting to see where, where you're heading now. And I hope that we do see you on the road with mm. spiritual direction, uh, taking that depth to the, the wider community. And I hope we do see you down here in Tasmania. Uh, it'll be quite epic if you make it all the way across to Western Australia. Yes. Across the Plain. That's the uh, plan. 
But be assured, if you make it that far, Marty would be very happy to walk outside and give you a, a homemade limoncello as you drive past. Hey. There are um, petrol stations between there and here, aren't there? <laughs> <laughs> She's got a van now, Trish. Get yourself a jerry can. <laughs> Feel it. <laughs> I bought a jerry can holder to strap to the roof. So that's, oh, that's one step uh, closer. Yeah. <laughs> Baby steps. <laughs> 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 oh, hey, Trish, it's been a pleasure, boys. Thank you. Thanks for having Trish, me. Trish, would, would, uh, would you mind closing us in prayer? I'd love to. Thanks. Actually, give me a minute. I'll, I'll read um, St. Ignatius's little prayer. Nice. Uh, it's a so, hang on. Let, let me, I'll, I'll, give a, I'll give a slightly different question. Okay. He's, he's, he's really good at editing. He does a good job. He makes us sound sort of coherent. <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> so Trish uh, would you like to close us in prayer or perhaps you could even finish us with a bit of Ignatian spirituality yeah sure I'd love to I'll, um, I'll pray and then I'll finish with some modified words of Saint Ignatius <clears throat> modified? Well, like you changed it <laughs> <laughs> no, go for it I can do that it's all in translation <laughs> thank you lord for this time thank you jesus for being present with us thank you father for your great love your all-encompassing love and holy spirit i ask that you would guide us protect us defend us and inspire us to go deeper amen just pray that these words you have given all to me to you, Lord, I return. Everything is yours. Do with it what you will. Give me only your love and your grace. That is enough for me. Amen. 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 The Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We are Sons of Thunder, and that was Trish McCarthy. Thanks, Trisho. Welcome. Hey, um, so it's probably a bit late to thought about this at the start but didn't really have an opportunity to come up have we um have we met before trish <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that we've ever met in met in person Martin. right i've been on i've been in the background of phone calls that you've had with sam and um, over the years like i feel like i know you because sam yeah. talks about you all the time <laughs> Well, it's more so, that I talk about my own life. He just happens to be there. In the <laughs> I met, yeah, I met your brother. I, I mainly talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> Painful. <laughs>